Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Hi, today we're going to be talking about creativity. Have you embraced your creativity? The concept of creativity conjures up a variety of reactions, some positive, some not so much. By the time we become adults, we've already pegged ourselves as either creative or not. Someone told us we were or we weren't. I remember in second grade, my, I made a little styrofoam pig for a farm set at school and I painted it pig and I was so proud of it. And the teacher just made one little negative remark about it. I don't know, maybe she had a bad day. You would think second grade teachers would know not to do that, but I've never forgotten it. So I never felt I was much of an artist, which in this case, she was right. We may continue the narrative until we embrace it as truth. I grew up with an incredibly uh, talented brother, Hyatt Moore, a professional artist. We love him. We don't try to compete with him. We know better. In his case, the narrative has been proven. His art is a God-given gift. We all know someone more creative than ourselves. It's, it's a fact of life. What we do with that fact can make the difference between embracing our singular creativity, growing into all God created us to be, or denying we have had any creativity or we have any creativity worth noting, settling for less than what God had in mind when he had us in mind, which was from the beginning. As with all things worthwhile, creativity began with God, literally, in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. That's found in Genesis 1.1, in the beginning of the Bible. Every bit of our creativity, whether spontaneous or developed over years of trial and error, originated in Him, Elohim, Creator God. Elohim is in the plural form, which indicates Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I find it comforting knowing that I was in the mind of the Trinity long before I was born, as the psalmist declared with joy, how you made me is amazing and wonderful. I praise you for that. What you have done is wonderful. I know that very well. You planned how many days I would live. That can be found in Psalm 139, 14, and 16. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then a little bit later, he created me, and he created you. I never have to wonder why he went to all that trouble. Paul wrote in Colossians 1.16, For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and the earth, visible and invisible. All things have been created through him and for him. Jordan Rayner, author of Call to Create, writes this, we were created by an infinitely creative God to reflect his love and character to the world. One way we do that is by continuing his creative work. Do you feel like what you've done today already has been creative work? I know the feeling if you say no. We get to continue God's creative work through him and, of course, for him. Why start at Genesis 1 while talking about creativity? 
because we are made in God's image. So God created man in his own image, Genesis 1, 27. When we embrace our creativity, we partner with God in creation. I can't think of a better partner nor purpose. For this, you and I were born to display God by what we create. Ladies and gentlemen, let the true narrative begin. When I remember God created first, I embrace my own creativity with joy, purpose, and freedom. In the 60s and early 70s, the question on the lips of the younger generation was, why am I here? People still ask today, why am I here? And it's best answered within a deeper question. Why did God bother to put me here? Tim Keller wrote, God created us to orbit around him, to center our lives on him. Isn't that beautiful? I'm going to repeat it. God created us to orbit around him, to center our lives on him. We all need to orbit around God. That's why we are here. But we orbit uniquely, which is a reflection of our creativity. My friend Lisa scrapbooks like there's no tomorrow, and her garage shelves are proof of the years of family storytelling in a methodical and meaningful arrangement. I mean, it's so organized, too. She scrapbooks with joy and abandonment to the way God made her. Her very delight in the process and in the camaraderie of her friends who scrapbook like madwomen alongside of her is one way she orbits around God. I don't scrapbook, enough said. But I delight in a well-turned written phrase or a deep, dark turkey gravy with all the lumps beaten out with a similar wild abandon. Best not to stand too close to my stove 20 minutes before the feast is ready. As I write or cook to orbit around Elohim, the creator of our vast universe and the maker of me, a maker of a pretty good gravy. Now, Marie Kondo, the clutter-free guru, challenges her readers to answer the question, does this bring you joy? I love that. You ask that question while deciding whether to toss or to keep a house treasure or piece of clothing. I can imagine the triune God answering that question in regards to how it all began. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit talking excitedly all at once, easily responding to Kondo's query, Are you kidding? So much joy. What we did was so amazing. And it was fun besides. I love it that God looks back after each creative effort and reflects with pleasure. That was good. Really good. Genesis 1, 4 through 31, if you want to look it up. It reminds me of my friend Cecily, who loves people by feeding them. Whenever she finishes a meal that she's prepared, she sits back with a satisfied grin and says, wasn't that good? And of course, it always is. She can revel in the work that God prepared for her to do, for him, for others, and for the pure pleasure of creating it. Why else did God bother to create you and me? Ephesians 1.11 reads, we were made to be to the praise of God's glory. I go through bouts of questioning my purpose, which stymies my creative juices. Doubts come when life's seasons change. I don't know what to do next, I think. My kids need me less. I wish I'd been a better mother. I don't know if what I'm doing is worthwhile. 
And why is my husband home so much these days? The answer to all these questions, doubts, and regrets is under this umbrella of truth. I am here to worship my creator God and reflect his image, which in part is my creativity. I never have to wonder why I'm here. I'm grateful God made me to create. Not like him, surely. Not like my brother Hyatt. But create indeed, all to the praise of his glory all to give him pleasure, all for joy in doing what I was born to do. Now, what can hinder my creativity? When I was 13, I died to have a coat like Sarah's. She lived up the street. She was very thin, as I recall. A purse like Sarah's, legs like Sarah's, and a mother like Sarah's, probably, who liked their mother at 13. I'm thinking the definition of 13 is, I don't like what I have. I don't like who I am. I want to be who you are or you or maybe you over there with the cool car and shades. I want to be a cookie cutter you. Now I'm long past 13. I still want Sarah's legs wherever she is. I'm long past, but sometimes I'm still 13 when I see something I wish I had done or thought of or created or written or said. We get that from social media. Comparing with others and coming up short is the biggest hindrance to my creativity. Someone always can do something better than I can. The bad girlfriend in my head, Kathy Vick came up with that, that phrase, the bad girlfriend in our heads. She's a great coach, by the way, Kathy Vick, run like a girl. The bad girlfriend in my head will say loud and clear, why bother, Sue? You are not very good at this. You never have been. Don't even try. And I stop because I forget that God made me a reflection of his incredibly creative image. I forget that there's enough creativity to go around. Beth Moore wrote, you following Christ will not look exactly like someone else following Christ. No cookie cutter Christians. Oswald Chambers said, never make a principle out of your experience. Let God be as original with other people as he is with you. No hand-me-down Christians. God has enough originality to pass around. Isn't that a comfort? He doesn't make two people completely alike. You probably know women like these friends of mine, not one cookie cutter among them. My sister Linnell writes Christmas plays for her children's church program every year. Who does that? Linnell does. I wouldn't even think about doing that. Oh, and she makes all the costumes. Hmm. My friend Dee Dee designs and makes quilts that hang all over San Luis Obispo, my town, and probably the world, I would guess. I shouldn't even think about doing that. No worries, I don't. Christy designs websites and she manages a tech team and she works for Facebook and she can teach a pit bull to behave with her hands behind her back. Really, she can. I've seen it on TV. My friend Melissa can make 30 pints of plum jam all in a day's work. Paint your guest bedroom and decorate tables for 100 at Allie's weekly come all dinners. She needs to charge for what she can do. Allie cooks and hosts weekly come all dinners, often for 50 or more guests on Monday nights. Guests who eat alone when they're not at Allie's. Honest, she does. Every single Monday night. During COVID, she's had to have people come and Uh, pick up the dinners and pass them out to all those people. That's creative. 
Jenny quilts, she paints, she makes sourdough bread, and she leads a group of women who sew minstrel kits for girls in developing countries. She makes treasures of weekly garage sale finds, and she turns any meeting into a party. Lisa answers all my questions. She coaches, she podcasts, and she writes about submitting to her husband while submitting to her husband. I might think about doing that one. I could go on and on and on. These women love God and it shows. They are unique, passionate, energized by the same spirit, focused on the same goal, God's joy and glory. When we do what God's created us to to do, it gives him joy. No comparisons necessary. All grown up, way past 13, for the glory of God. No 13-year-olds in sight. Praise God for mature women living out of their creativity. They are, we are, you are, beautiful image bearers of our beautiful creator God, Elohim. The best antidote to comparing is to celebrate how God's creative process is taking off in another believer. I need to keep my eyes on him and my arm around my sister. And his power will blaze through us both, orbiting around him in our own God-given way. Creativity isn't one particular path. I hope you've seen that today. It doesn't look the same on you as it does on me. Isn't that wonderful? We are made in God's image. We try to love as he loves but the way we create looks different on each one of us. I want to leave you with three questions today. Number one, do you view yourself as a creative person? Number two, if not, how might you begin to change your mindset today based on what I've just talked about? And if so, how are you being creative just today? And number three, What trusted friend can you ask this week to help you see yourself as a creative person? Let me know how you do. Better yet, tell me what you created this week. For this, we were born. Thanks for joining me. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.